Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest all the way from Tampa, Florida. This brother's been serving Jesus faithfully for 25 years. He is head pastor, senior pastor of Crossover Church, uh, an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur, and he oversees Flavor Fest, which is the longest-running CHH festival ever. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Pastor Tommy... Also what's up, known what's up, man? As, as Urban D. How do you say your last name, Tommy? It's pronounced like Cologne and then in. Colonin. Colonin. All right, brother. Thank you so much for being here. So before we get into the, the, the announcement with Flavor Fest, which I'm ecstatic about, um, you have been serving Jesus faithfully 25 years on the front lines no scandals, no moral blowouts, no church financial debacles, nothing crazy, just serving Jesus faithfully and leveraging technology and hip-hop all along the way. So I think there's probably a lot of folks that are watching this that are trying to finish and, and thrive the way you are thriving and flourishing. So talk about it. Tell us the story, man. How, how did you get into ministry? How have you been able to go for so long and not burn out? And, uh, and, and, and tell us about crossover. Yeah. Well, Hey man, it's great to be on here with you today. And, uh, you know, you've been to crossover a couple times and flavor fest and got to witness it and see what, uh, see what God is doing. And it didn't happen overnight. You know, people can come now. We took over a Toys R Us store, uh, built it out right in the city and so they can see our building and all the people we're reaching and be like, wow, this is, man, there is a story behind it. And when you do ministry in the city and it's multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multi-class, it takes extra time. It takes a lot of time to build disciples. And so um, I started back in 96. Originally, I'm from Philly, but, uh, you know, grew up around ministry. I was actually a PK if y'all don't know what that means, that's a pastor's kid. And I ran from God for a minute, but God kept his hand on my life. And I got back on point with God, felt a call to do urban ministry and uh, finished college in Florida. That's how I ended up in Florida and thought I was going to go back up north, but no doors and ministry opportunities opened up. My wife was from New York City. And so we both thought we were going back up north. And God said, nah, you're going to go to Tampa. And so we came to this little church plant in Tampa called Crossover that had just started a few years before. And we launched the youth ministry. And so my goal was like, I'm just going to do youth ministry for life. I'm going to be a youth pastor. I was rapping. I ended up getting signed to a label a couple of years into it because really my music, that was what provided for my family. Um, because the church was so small and it was in the urban context, like they weren't really able to pay me very much or even consistently a lot of times. But God helped fill in the gaps. And then about six years into it, uh, I got pushed into being the lead pastor because the youth ministry was going so well. There was like hundreds coming to the youth service on Thursday nights, and there was like 40 adults on Sunday. So we outnumbered 
the adults like crazy. And so a lot of the adults uh, that were in leadership were like, you just need to take over. And the pastor was like, here, let me give you the baton. And I fought it for a while. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm signed to a label. I'm traveling. The youth ministry is, is booming. Um, I'm good. I, I'm wearing enough hats as it is. Uh, I don't want to do what my dad did, right? Like, I don't want to mm. be a pastor. I told God, youth pastor, but not pastor. So, uh, but anyways, after a while wrestling with that, me and my wife prayed about it. And we stepped into that role beginning of 02. And immediately, we, the, the greatest asset we had, Ruslan, was freedom. And, mm. you know, as a creative, um, you've been in ministry as well, working mm. on staff at a church. If you don't have freedom, you just feel stifled and you're like, oh, man. But I had freedom to really do whatever we wanted to do. So new creative stuff that we were doing carefully and prayerfully, of course. And as we infuse creativity and just a lot of new things into what the urban church could look like, man, we started reaching new people and Sundays started to grow like crazy with adults. And I was like, I was only in my 20s. I'm like, is anybody going to come to church here that's like older than me? <laughs> like, I, I just kind of had this mindset like it was going to be capped at my age. I was 28 when I became the lead pastor. But man, soon people started coming to church that were in their 30s. Mm. And even over four, a couple over 40, I'm like, oh my goodness, like these people are older than me and they're calling me pastor. And then even some people at my parents' age started coming to the church. And, uh, man, it was it was crazy. But it's been this uh, amazing journey. And uh, we've just been faithful. And I think it's a Matthew 25 story. Faithful with the little. God gives you a little more. We're faithful with that little more. And over the years, it's just built into what it is today. Wow, that's so amazing, man. So I think what's unique is that you took over this church as a as somebody in your late 20s. So you were pastoring there since you were in your early 20s, but then you took over as the senior pastor. You said 28. Yeah. So you've been a senior pastor for 19 years. Talk about talk about those growing pains, man. What was it like transitioning from being just a youth pastor slash artist? You're 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 able to create make music signed to a label to then boom now you have to you have to shepherd a lot of these people many of them are older than you talk about those growing pains for a little bit yeah well i think the shepherd's heart part wasn't that hard for me because i've always had a love for people and i easily could have went and did my music full time and left the church and had less stress but god always like kind of kept my heart there like this is your primary thing just be faithful to this. I never felt the green light to leave. But um, I think one of the harder parts for me as a creative was as the church started to grow, it had just been me working at the church for several years. So I kind of came and went when I wanted to. And I was just, you know, mixing things up. And, you know, everybody else was volunteers. But as we started to grow those first couple of years, we started to add some staff because we needed to. We now had hundreds of adults coming on Sundays and families and kids. And so we needed somebody to do kids ministry. And then eventually we hired a youth pastor. We had a graphic designer. My wife came on staff to do administration. Uh, we just, you know, we grew as a team. Like within four years, the church went from less than 40 people to over 40, uh, to over 400 um, in less than four years. And that was rapid growth for a small, young urban church. And for myself as an artist, now, like, we had to get organized. Mm. And, man, I went kicking and screaming at times because I just was used to just kind of being a creative <laughs> and flowing. I, you know, I would sleep in late and then come in and work late at night and, you know, do all that. But now, like, we had to have a staff meeting, and I had to lead it. 
<laughs> and, you know, I had to discipline some of my staff when they were a lot of I was hiring a lot of artists like myself. Yeah. So some of them were and my wife, she was um, she's not a creative. She's administrative. She's organized. And we needed her. But yep. even my wife, me and my wife at times were like button heads on stuff because she's yep. like, listen, you need to go talk to your boy and you need to be on time. And, you need to, and I'm just like, ah, you know, so those first couple of years, man, um, trying to get organized. And here was the thing, Ruslan, like we were like we had had this amazing organic thing that began to develop that was creative and artistic yeah. and evangelistic and all this stuff. And now, like, you know, we're putting structure in it. And so some of the uh, leaders on the team, the artists on the team were like, yo, man, we're starting to, like, get a little corporate and, you know, like we're going to lose our soul and we're going to become a mega church and we're not going to be true. We're not going to be hip hop anymore. And so there was that wrestle of like, yeah. how can we marry the two together? Because we needed organization and systems. We couldn't yep. keep just being that artistic. I mean, you know, bro, yep. you're an artist and a creative, but you're very systematic now in some yeah. things that you do. Yep. And you've been able to build a platform because of that. And I think that's the difference between a lot of artists and creative ministries that either like make it or like get to a certain point, hit the ceiling and then fizzle out, you know, because we both know a lot of artists that are amazingly talented and they just never they never get anywhere because they're just not organized and they don't help get people to help them. So and it's, you got to you got to use both sides of your brain, you know, if, the, if, if that's even a thing anymore you know you got to be both creative and systematic and, and structured and on time and it's difficult i've done local ministry here for everything from junior high to college to sunday morning preaching man and it's uh i'm not good at it bro i'm not good at all that all, all that stuff and, and and then you got and then you compound that I don't think people understand how hard it is to be a local church pastor or, you know, you compound that on you. You're coming off of a platform where you're preaching for four or five hundred people. And, you know, there's the, there's a natural adrenaline that's there. And then someone walks up to you and tells you, oh, I was disappointed in the way you handled this scripture and then somebody else tells you that was the best message they've ever heard and then somebody else tells you that they just yeah. got cancer the cancer diagnosis right and it's like and then he prayed so the the emotional toll it takes every sunday is grueling and that's why so many pastors burn out you know and i knew early on like i was i was on staff at my church for two years and i was like this ain't for me, chief. Like I'm out. Like this is not, I, I, I am going to remain more healthy, um, working as a, uh, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, which is difficult in and yeah. of itself. So I knew for me that it wasn't, it wasn't going to do that. But I think the interesting thing about you, pastor Tommy is folks are doing the math and they're like, wait, he started pastoring at, 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 at 28 He's been the head pastor for 19 years, so this brother's pushing 50, but he don't look a day over 40. What that? What is the diet? You on the carnivore diet? You on the you? What's going on with the with the nutrition, the fitness, the sleep? You got one of those hydro tanks that uh, Michael Jackson used to sleep in. Talk to us, man. How have you been able to to remain uh, one remain healthy, like yeah. emotionally and mentally, but also remain uh, you know like physically healthy and not burn out. So I got this course coming out with all my secrets on it and uh, stay tuned. Nah, <laughs> I should probably do that. Right. Um, 
but but no, nah, seriously, I, I do take care of myself and I always have, you know, I eat healthy. Uh, I drink a lot of water. Um, I, I'm care. I don't eat a lot of red meat. I do eat meat, though. Um, I work out two or three times a week. I take a lot of vitamins. I'm, I'm a big vitamin, you know, person for real, for real. And um, I, I think another big thing, man, is I don't have a lot of stress at home, even though there can be stress at work. Um, there's not stress that I'm coming home to. And it wasn't always like that. I, I mean, the first 10 years of my marriage, I mean, they were good, but we were still kind of adjusting and adapting and learning each other. And there was times with we butt heads. That was in those years when I told you, like, my wife first came on staff, right? Um, but seriously, like, the last 15 years of marriage have been, um, have been great. Me and my wife have been in a great rhythm together. We complement each other. And so, you know, there's no stress at home, like for real. Like we rarely even have like a disagreement or an argument. I think that really helps. And if you look at um, even some research and statistics, like if you're happy at home and you and your spouse are doing well and you even uh, complement each other, there's research out there that shows that that builds your immune system. So I hardly ever get sick. I get sick about once every five years. And it's literally for like 24 hours. I'll get a, a, a bug for like, I, I've never been sick for like a week. And these people are like, mm. I had the flu for a week or I had COVID for three weeks. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that, that would be crazy. I'm, I, I've missed probably three or four days of work in the past 25 years from being sick. Like for wow. real, for real. I just have a, a strong immune system. But I believe a part, a big part of that is because, you know, I'm just, I really have learned to find healthy outlets to let go of the stress uh, from work. And then I don't come home to a bunch of stress at home. And trust me, urban ministry can be stressful uh, financially, like when you don't have the budget and it's week to week and you're barely getting by. And you know, as an artist, sometimes, you know, things can be up and down financially as well. Um, some months you, you're busy, other months you're not as an entrepreneur and it, it can be challenging. So those have always been some weights in my life, but the Lord has kind of helped me navigate those things and one of the secrets too is me and my wife we go away probably at least about twice a year for at least a, a night or two not that mm. we go away for a week or anything i mean sometimes we do that uh we're, we're about to do a sabbatical we'll probably talk about that in a minute but um i mean that's been a secret over the years of like we, we go away and so many married couples we talk to that are in trouble well, like, when's the last time you went on a date? Uh, I don't know. When's the last time you went away overnight with your without your kids? And most of them are like, never. I'm like, you got to find a way to do that. Leave your kids with somebody. Just get away with your wife. And so that that's really helped us stay fresh and kept the spark there. And then I think on the other hand, as an artist, uh, and now it's, you know, I'm an artist, but I'm a speaker. So a lot of conferences bring me in to speak. I speak at a lot of churches as well. And I do some music a lot of times while I'm there. So I used to be the rapper that was a pastor. And now I'm the, the pastor that also, oh, he raps too. So that's like a little bit of spice on it. But for me, I travel a couple times a month generally, I mean, especially pre-pandemic. Um, it's slow. It, it's, it was at a grinding halt for a while. It's starting to pick back up now. But for me personally, when I travel and go away, and I'll probably, I shared this with you before we got on, probably about three or four nights a month is, is about how many nights I'm not sleeping in my own bed. I try to limit that. But when I do go away, it refuels me. I, I'm seeing other ministry done, 
good and maybe not so good sometimes. <laughs> so I'm coming home with fresh ideas. I get a bunch of email knocked out on the plane because I don't get the Wi-Fi package because I'm cheap. And uh, I, I don't want anybody there to reach me. So I just knock a bunch of stuff out. Um, and then, you know, it's just it's just for me when I come home, I kind of have this new like zeal like after a trip. And so during COVID, okay. it was hard for me because I wasn't traveling at all. My wife was even like, you need to go on a trip. <laughs> like, you need to just go somewhere. <laughs> so, but those are some of the things that I think that have kept me healthy over the years and kept me from burning out. And then, it, you know, on top of that, I just got some good genes, bro. And, you know, I'm just staying young. Praise God, I still got my hair. I mean, this is hair, bro. This is real. No, I, I, I no man weave. I'll tell you a secret with that, man. Take some salt palmetto, man. It'll keep your hair good. My doctor told me that. So I go to a holistic doctor and she puts me on some different good supplements. When I do my blood work, she checks all the levels and she was like, your hydrotestosterone, you know, you're getting to this certain level. You're in your forties now, you need to take some salt palmetto, it, you know, or you might start losing your hair. And I'm like, oh no, I'll take that. And yeah, you need to send me the, uh, you need to go ahead and send me the, 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 the vitamin routine. Uh, is, uh, I can take that up. Special vitamin D. Keeps my vitamin yeah. D really high, so yeah, I've been taking a lot of vitamin D as well lately. You vitamin D, multivitamin. If you got that vitamin D level up high, yeah, man. Okay, so let's let's talk about the history of Flavor Fest, right? So the cool part was yeah. that you guys hopped into you guys hopped into this space um, in terms of uh, crossover church and that being something special, but it but but. You guys started doing this conference called Flavor Fest pretty early on in the process. What was the first year? It had to be like 2099-ish, that window. Yeah. When was the when's year one? It was November of 2000 was the first one. Wow. It, it, it came out of need because I had just released my first national album in 99, mm -hmm. and it was called The Missing Element, and it was actually Urban Disciple then, and then that's I showed it to Urban D. But inside of the album cover, I had a picture of me and all my teenagers behind me. And uh, so there was like a couple hundred teenagers in this picture and a little paragraph under it that talked about our youth ministry and what we were doing with, you know, hip hop concerts and talent development classes and basketball leagues and, you know, some unique things that we were doing, especially for, for that time and era. And so suddenly we started having all these people call us, email us, you know, email had just come out. People are emailing us. And people started visiting us like every single week people were showing up because we're mm -hmm. in Florida and everybody comes on vacation in Florida. And so they're like, yo, we're going to go to Urban D's church. And even still to this day, we have people that visit us every week from people that follow us around the country. But everybody was asking, like, we want to start a ministry like this in our city. Or I had a dream about doing something like this and you're doing it. How are you mm -hmm. doing this? How are you reaching all these unchurched kids and, uh, and, and using hip hop? This is awesome. So we just said, you know what, like after lots and lots of phone calls and emails and people visiting, we're like, this isn't doing it justice with really showing people or telling them what we're doing. One conversation or email or even a short visit uh, to one service doesn't really give them the blueprint. And so we're like, man, we need to do a weekend where we can invite people to come and we can just do training um, of how we're doing this ministry. But then at the same time, in the evening, we're going to do concerts. Because even back then, like concerts were horrible in mm. churches. I knew it because I was an artist and they would pay a lot of money to bring you out, fly you out, 
all that stuff. And then you be in a room with a little boom box with a microphone and all the lights are on and it's terrible. You know, yes. like, what are yes. you thinking? You just invested a couple thousand dollars having me come out here and this is what you're, you, you know, you're going to do. So we just really wanted to show people what a real hip hop concert could look like with all the lights off with intelligent lights and a good MC hosting yeah. and good yeah. artists and a good flow. So, you know, even concerts were awkward. Someone would come out like, you know, some churchy person is all corny and there'll be awkward gaps. And, you know, I, I've done all those things. So we're like, we want someone to, we want people to come in and witness like an authentically dope hip hop show that's Christian at the same time. We're presenting yeah. the gospel, but it's relevant to people. And we have been doing that for years up until that point. Every quarter we were doing a huge event, gathering two, three, four, five hundred people. And we just turned that into we're going to do that at this weekend and we're going to call it Flavor Fest. <clears throat> and we also did an outreach in the community in the afternoon as well. So we showed people how you do ministry in a service format, what the facility was set up like, what a concert looked like, what an outreach looked like. We have breakout workshops. And that was the beginning, man, of how Flavor Fest birthed. And it was predominantly youth ministry focused at first because mm. I was a youth pastor. But then when I transitioned into being the lead pastor and we began to be creative with the church as a whole, uh, we began to do stuff for, you know, the whole church as a whole for all ages. That's so good, man. That's so good. Hey, guys, if you're watching this, give this video a quick thumbs up. Let us know where you're watching this from. Uh, I, I know you're getting value from this conversation. We've, we then talked about ministry tactics and, and vitamins. Okay, so don't play yourself. Give this video a quick thumbs up for the YouTube algorithm. Now, Pastor Tommy, uh, there's been a lot of careers birthed out of Flavor Fest. I met a lot of folks for the first time at Flavor Fest. I remember meeting... Um, meeting uh, uh, a lot of different artists hanging out backstage, seeing the shows, uh, um, guys like Ty Brazel, guys like KB, right? A lot of folks early on got their start at, at, at a play fest, even if they didn't perform. Um, talk about some of the folks that, that, that more or less had their, their careers launched from play fest. I know KB is one of them cause he's in Tampa. Um, what are some yeah. other backstories? I remember you guys had fourth Avenue Jones fairly early on in the process. One of my favorite books, uh, books, <laughs> one of my favorite groups from the early two yeah. thousands, bro. They were yeah, so dope. full on band. So we talk, talk about like how flavor fest as a con- as a conference, also became a, a launching pad for folks' yeah. career. Yeah, I think one of the things that God has always um, put in my heart is to be a connector. And I love being able to connect and network people together uh, without having to get anything for it. I'm just like, man, if it's going to be for God's glory and further his kingdom. And so there's been a lot of divine appointments and kingdom connections that have happened at Flavor Fest. Um, I'll tell you one that really hasn't even been talked about that much, but a lot of people do know about it from behind the scenes. He's talked about it before too, but even Lecrae. So Lecrae uh, submitted to be an indie artist to perform. And we've been doing this since the very beginning of Flavor Fest. We would have artists send in submission packets and we still do that to this day, which by the way, Flavor Fest this year already has all the slots full, sorry, <laughs> because we're using the people from last year that already got approved and then we didn't do Flavor Fest. So there's no artist submissions for 2021 uh, for the performance slots. So just want to throw that out there because we're yeah. going to get yeah. And we're going to get into the lineup of 2021 and the announcement yeah. of that here in a set, guys. So, so make sure y'all are locked in and you hit that like button. But so Lecrae yeah. submits this so, artist so package. So Lecrae submitted in 2004 oh. for, you know, and the indie artists, they get a five-minute slot. 
So mm-hmm. we got his package along with, we usually get anywhere from 50 to, to 80 packages that get sent in. And, and we make it kind of, uh, it's not easy to send it in. You, we have a list of requirements that you have to do. And we make it that way. So not everybody and their mom's going to just jump in and start rapping. Like you have to have a letter of recommendation from your pastor, mm-hmm. one from three places that you performed that. Like we like we want to have people on our platform that have been doing this more than like I just started rapping in my closet three months ago. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, so Lecrae submitted. We heard his stuff and he was one of the artists that was chosen uh, as the indie artist. And then we also invite some of the well-known artists. That's who everybody wants to come see. But then we've always had these slots for up and coming indies to get noticed and to have an opportunity to perform in front of a crowd. So uh, so Lecrae came and had his five minute slot. And, you know, he's even shared before on stage and on camera that that was the first festival he ever performed at was Flavor Fest. Mm. And it wasn't even, I mean, as big as it is now, it was at the old campus. It was, you know, this hole in the wall spot. I mean, it was like looking like eighth mile. Right. That's the way it was. (laughs) Building. Right. But um, so we had the demo and one of the guys on our team that helps choose like the demo so much was actually the Real Talk CD but it was the indie version before he got signed with cross movement. So that demo got passed on to DJ official. Um, and we're like, yo, you got to check this out. DJ official was DJing for the cross movement. Uh, he liked it so much. He gave it to John Wells, who was the tonic, who was the owner of cross movement. And I think he had already heard of Lecrae, but him getting that CD and listening to it was like the, the thing that sealed the deal wow. for them to then get in contact with Lecrae and like end up, you know, signing signing Lecrae as like a sub label, Reach Records mm-hmm. under Cross Movement, and then you know the history. A couple of years later, Cross Movement retired, and you know by that time Lecrae had already had a bunch of sales, and then he went on his own and got a distribution deal as Reach Records, and then just took off after that. So that's a story. There was another label called Beatmart that Todd mm-hmm. Collins mm-hmm. used to run, yeah. and Todd signed a couple of different artists at Flavor Fest by seeing them perform. Um, even yeah. KJ Five Two. Um, he got connected with Todd Collins and, and Todd helped him get signed to a label when he performed that crossover because Todd was talking to him was like, yo, I want to come see you perform. And he was like, well, yo, I'm coming to Tampa. And Todd lived in Plant City. And so Todd came over and that was KJ ended up getting signed after that through a Todd Collins connection of Todd was, you know, in the industry a big, big time back then. Uh, and then, of course, the KB story. And, yeah, uh, which that, KB, that kind of came full circle, right? Like Lecrae gets connected to Cross Movement at yeah. Flavor Fest. And then full circle, didn't you in- intentionally kind of position KB right before Lecrae and then we're going to go on? And then they yeah. see Lecrae, HGA, yes. local movement in Tampa. So talk about that yeah, story. So that, was, uh, that was Flavor Fest 2008. Rebel had just come out. So Lecrae had broken records for first week sales for CHH. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he sold like 10,000 units in the first week. And Lecrae was there. He spoke in a general session. And he was the headliner that night. And so, you know, KB was coming to the church. And a lot of the guys from his squad and – they had a local like buzz and we just knew these guys were super talented, man. There was something special. And earlier that year I was at the urban youth workers conference, which you've been at before too. And LaCred was there that year and he pulled me aside. He's like, yo man, I heard about these young dudes from your church. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people talking about them like, yeah, man, they're going to be at flavor fest. You're going to see them, bro. 
He's like, all right, bet. So I intentionally put them up right before the cray when all the other stages were shut down. We would shut the other stages down before the, the main headliner of the night. So I'm back in the green room with Lecrae in the green room at the old location, man. It was like outside. It was like a little tent, a gazebo out, outside of the building. There's a backstage door. We had a little TV monitor there so you could see what was happening inside. And they got up, man, and, like, they shut it down, bro. There was, like, 30 people on stage. The place was going nuts, and you just heard it even from outside. So mm. Lecrae's looking at it. He's like, yo, these dudes are what? And he's like, mm. we got to go in there and see that. So I'm like, all right, come on. So we went through the backstage door. There was a little curtain, and mm. we're right behind the curtain in the corner of the stage. And, you know, the stage was packed with, like, 30 people. Jumping was, like, 100 degrees in there because – it was like everyone's packed in like sardines with this sweat dripping off the ceilings for real. Mm. And so, but just the energy in there and Lecrae was just like blown away. Um, there's even some stuff on YouTube where he started his set and after his first song, he had to just stop and be like, hold on for a second. Let's give it up for those dudes. That just <laughs> and he started talking about them. So um, we, we do a podcast. We just started a podcast in the past year for Flavor Fest called yeah. Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. And just today, actually, I released the episode. It's our 19th episode. It's with KB. And uh, so KB said this, and you could go listen to it. I'm quoting him yeah. literally. He yeah. said, that precisely was the moment that changed my life. He was like, that I can pin. He said, he's like, a lot of people can't always pinpoint a moment, but I can pinpoint that moment. Everything lined up, and he described it and said a lot of other things, too. Yeah. But he was like, you know, for us to be like Lecrae even told me, like, I couldn't look away. I yeah. kept hearing that I couldn't look away in that moment. Yeah. And God lined it up. And as a result of that, he ended up getting signed. And he said, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that moment that yeah. launched my career. And, you know, now he's just, you know, independent doing his own thing. And he's yeah. uh, an incredible entrepreneur and, and with his you know, clothing line. I got to go there the other day and see the new facility there. And they're like a 7,000 square foot facility now. I yeah. mean, they're just native is killing it. Super proud of them. What I love about that, Pastor Tommy, is the intersection of the local church, art, mm. and entrepreneurship. Yeah. So it's this, yep. it's this, it's this intersection where you have commerce happening. Yeah. These men are going on to become bosses. Lecrae, yeah. seven seven figure guy, yep. you know KB, seven figure guy, and yep. these guys are going on to become bosses. The church and is hiring people, and they're, they're hiring people, people, creating economic opportunity. Yes. Um, and it's an outlet for for them to be expressive from the church, for the church, uh, to 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 create commerce economic opportunity generationally because like you said that moment changes lecrae's life that moment changes kb's life that moment then creates decades of economic opportunity to move forward um to the you know what i've benefited by proxy from you know to getting to then go do shows with lecrae and building with kb my one of the reasons why my channel grew is because kb gave me an interview very early in the process because i had met him early in the process around 2009 right after i don't even think they signed the paperwork yet and it was me lecrae and kb and we had just had a day in san diego they had a day off and we just hung out all day and uh and 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 so all all how all of that clicks man is is just so 
it's the, it's the sovereignty and the providence of God, man. And, and you being a vessel for that, I think, is so inspiring. And it just gives me just just hope and imagination for what the church could be right instead yeah. of what the church is like what the church could be what if that what if what if the majority of our local churches were willing to jump into the creative side were willing to jump into uh creating op- economic opportunity and, and, and commerce for people it, you know you know how hip-hop is and you being in florida i'm in cali um the majority and some of you guys may not know this by the way but like you guys gotta like respect what tommy is doing because the majority of rap music today not all of it but the vast majority of it going all the way back to the 90s is funded by street money it's funded yeah. by street dudes like that that's just money a laundering. fact money what money laundering um yeah. just straight up dudes who are in gangs and and, and they need to clean their money uh as, as recently as we saw the takashi 69 any i mean la is known for this folks got to go check in in la when they're out here because of these types of overlaps between music and the streets um and so it's like as a christian as a creative to have the church on your side, to have the church behind you and not in your way, in front of you, telling you what you you can't do this, you can't do that, I think is ex- extremely powerful because the world is using money that's from pimping and from drugs and from violence. And that is how a lot of these guys are coming up. And again, like I mean, just look up, you know, look up the Death Row Records days. Look up the the the, the who Diddy was affiliated with and who who helped get Diddy give his start. Jay Z. It's a lot of guys that come from the streets that transition into music, and they have seven figures in in in, in street venture capital <laughs> to get their things off the ground, right? And and yeah. so to see a church, you, we may not have seven figures. But we have influence and we have platform and, and we can congregate and create a soft ticket scenario where those folks weren't necessarily there to see Lecrae or to see CKB. But there was a yeah. soft ticket draw that the church can have when we leverage our audiences. And then that can give somebody a platform. And then you fast forward and now you got KB hiring dozens of people, multiple revenue streams. Right. So I just got to I got to give you your props for that, man, because that requires a lot of security in your identity as a pastor, as a rapper, to um, to be willing to do this numerous times for numerous artists and never expect anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, bro. And uh, even now, like, it's been a new season at our church to where during the pandemic, I, I did a small group on Zoom for business owners and entrepreneurs uh, from my church. And there was about 40 people that were involved mm. in that. And uh, since we've reopened, man, we've had we've had multiple new young entrepreneurs that have become part of our church and from a totally different economic bracket. But it's because Mm. we've been intentionally um, pouring into that, you know, that demographic as well. And they're seeing they're seeing the the creative married with faith, married with entrepreneurship and even me as a pastor that kind of moves in those in those three areas like you just kind of you know, pointed out, um, it's, 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 it's a new space the last couple of years that I've really been focusing on for our church. And it's been exciting. We're actually going to be opening up a coffee shop in our lobby that, uh, of the church that's going to be open seven days a week. Cause we're on a major street that has about 60,000 cars go by every day. We're going to have a drive through and everything. We're going to build a second level deck, um, out of steel, like a big seating area, like a balcony looking over. 
and we're going to create jobs and all of the proceeds are going to go directly back into our nonprofit called Love Our City. So mm. it's actually going to be called Love Our City Coffee. So pray for that, y'all. We're almost wow. there and we're looking to start construction uh, by the end of the summer. So we're hoping by Flavor Fest, it'll be finished. Our, our lobby will be totally brand new. The coffee shop will be popping and you'll be able to get some great coffee. Yeah, that's that's so dope, man. Um, yeah, I just can't I can't I can't. And to me, see, that's 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 true freedom. Like that's not that's not us being dependent on the government. That's not us yep. being dependent on secular yep. ways of how to change people's lives. This is pure kingdom principle um and and it also gives people the opportunity to keep the christian dollar in the christian community you know yes. uh, like like i i just pop I, I cop stuff from native supply because i why would i buy it from somewhere else kb has fire clothes let me cop it from them if i'm if i'm if i'm down the street why would i go to starbucks let me pull up to to crossover and pull up to the coffee yeah. shop right like keep the christian dollar in the christian community that's that's how uh, well the, the jewish people in new york became so wealthy is because right. their, their dollar stays within their own communities and i think i think there's a there's a great lesson for us as a church to to learn that and be willing yeah. to not ask for discounts i don't need a discount i didn't text kb and ask him for a discount code like i'll, I'll pay full price like you know what i mean yeah. like and, yeah. I, and I, I think some of our framing and our mindset can change um I about money and, and 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 how we can like cross pollinate cross support each other yeah, the reason I went to KB's spot the other day was to pick up a bunch of merch that we bought from, from him at wholesale because we have a we have a store in our lobby and we carry all these different Christian clothing brands. I mean, we got Grateful, we got Unapologetic, we got, you know, um, Life Lifted. There, there's just a bunch of different brands uh, that, that we carry and even some brands from within the church that we've created ourselves. Come on. And man, people are buying stuff like crazy since we reopened like our our what we've been doing on merch has been blowing our mind and everybody mm. ain't even back yet but we got a lot of new people and um but yeah it's the same thing we use all that money the proceeds for that to go into outreach stuff Come and why, why should people go to the mall when Come they can on. get some dope here right here and then we're using the proceeds to go directly back into ministry we're like man it's a win-win Come on, man. Okay. Now, uh, Pastor Tommy, I'm here with an agenda. I want my audience to be a Flavor Fest this year. Um, right, I, there's this en entire entire conversation about parasocial activity, people watching streamers and, and kind of living vicariously through their favorite influencers. I have zero desire to build a, a cult of personality. I want people to get out to flavor fest mainly because i do zoom calls we'll do a zoom call tonight probably with my patreon because i want to meet folks in person I, I i like to know people uh at the very least to know their name and their face right and, and then there's also like folks that i've became friends with through the internet like my buddy connor who i play basketball with twice a week i met him through youtube like me doing youtube he followed me on youtube and like we're friends now so i want people to come to flavor fest because I think it'll be a great opportunity for them to be equipped, inspired, um, and, and 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 an opportunity to selfishly for me to meet my my tribe, <laughs> you know, and spend time with them and get to know them um, yeah. and, and connect them to other people that I think they should be tapped in with. So so let's talk about this lineup, man. Let's talk about this lineup. Let's talk about the early bird pricing for the conference. It's in Tampa, Florida. The date is October seventh, eighth, ninth, and is it tenth too? Tenth is the Sunday, right? 
Yeah, it, it, it ends on Sunday with crossovers, worship experiences on steroids that, that weekend. So a lot of people yes. stay for the just to kind of hang out. Yes. So tell us the lineup. Who we got? Who we got? Start start with the start, let's build. I'll be there. By the way, guys, that's official. Yes. Your boy's coming. Ruslan. This is, I think, my uh my 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 third time going to be a flavor fest. Uh, Pastor Tommy's gonna be there, of course. Yes, Who yes, else I is gonna be there? Give us give us some more names. Ruslan got some new music that's coming out. He, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be in the building. Uh, we talked about KJ52. He's an OG. He's a legend. He's gonna be KJ52. Come on, KJ. We got Dayton is gonna be in the house. Let's go, Menace Movement. Lyricism. Uh, Monster Tarver is gonna be there as well. And, Come on. You know, he's been hanging out with Dayton a lot lately. We're gonna hear some more stuff about that. I'm sure coming up. Uh, can't say anything else about that. Uh, some other menace movement people are going to come too. I, I think. I, I think. Um, we're, 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 can I tell you some people we're working on still? Like it's there's sure. A Who's confirmed? Oh, yeah. Who? Who? Because you gave me a bunch of names and I don't know if I'm allowed to say them. But okay, I mean, uh, we can say them. We can say them. So okay. we were just talking about him a few minutes ago. KB is going to be in the building. He confirmed. KB HDA second letter. That's the law. Yes. Let's go. So, one of the dudes that's killing it right now. Well, let me tell you another one. Another one. Stephen Malcolm is going to be in the building as well. Yep. Stephen Malcolm. Stephen Malcolm. I don't know who has a better live show, Stephen Malcolm or KB, but those two brothers is yeah, is a toss up between the the best live show between those two brothers is. I mean, and and obviously KB got more of the big records, but Stephen Malcolm live is bananas. Is is it's utter yeah. insane insanity, man. So shout out to and Stephen then, and Malcolm. You you introduced us to a guy that's coming. So why don't you introduce that guy, man? He's Ladies and gentlemen, like he's gonna he's gonna be on the channel tomorrow. He is a TikTok rap star, uh, number two single in the country, viral uh, viral top forty on Spotify. This uh, we're not capping. I checked today; it's still viral top two on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Donovan Nick D is gonna be at Flavor Fest. For the first time. So that's huge. Um, do we have Bizzle confirmed yet? We're working on Bizzle. We're okay, working we're working on, on Bizzle. I'm going to shoot stuff, Bizzle with a text and, and, yep. and put some pressure on Bizzle. Uh, we're working on Biz. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he'll be there. He's been there multiple times before. He's like family. Uh, but somebody we're really excited about that's never been to Flavor Fest before. We've been trying to get him. He was going to come in 2020, but obviously we didn't have it. But he is confirmed he's going to be there on Friday night, the 8th. We got Brian T. Of Brian Trejo! Shout out to Dago. I'm really excited. Y'all know I went a little hard at Brian Trejo on the channel. But I'm excited to, to meet that brother in person. I've been building with Dago. Um, and we've been chopping it up. Diego. Excuse me. I said Dago because I'm from San Diego. Yeah, Diego. Yeah, Diego. That's how we say it out here. So, man, I'm, I'm actually excited because I feel like uh, uh, Kingdom Music Brian Trejo has kind of been on the outskirts of some of the CHH happenings. Yeah. And so Dago was telling me, like, yo, Rapzilla reached out, Flavor Fest. We're trying to make these things happen. So it's beautiful to see him kind of um be 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 embraced and be pulled in even though there's some yeah. differences i'm really excited to get a convert get him and kb in a room together and talk about the tattoos and all that kind of stuff so i think that's gonna be very fruitful um and i'm really because that brother has a strong heart for the lord man i i really appreciate them dudes um so we got so we got uh we got a killer lineup already we got a crazy yep. lineup already and there's more there's gonna be more that's gonna and be there's more announced that we're gonna drip out 
as we confirm them. Because uh, I didn't tell you some of the other people we're still working on. And then still working you know, on know, it. Yep. I know over the next few months, there's always like more people that hit us up like, yo, can we come? Yeah. And, 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 and let's, let's let's tell them the ticket price just so there's no confusion. We're not we're not we're yeah. not doing any bait and switch. Let's tell sure, them ticket sure. price. And then let's tell let's tell them some dreams I have that I texted you about of some folks. Sure. I want because they're already asking about it in the chat. But it's really like if y'all want to see the like there's a name floating around in the chat right now. Let's tell them the ticket price and what that gets yeah. them. And then, we'll, and, then, and, then, and then I'll tell you who I want to see there. And, 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 and we will see what, what that would yeah, require sure. to so, make that so happen. The concerts, the concerts, I mean, we keep it we keep it super affordable. Um, it's only twenty dollars for the concerts in the evening. Twenty dollars each night. I think we even have a, a special price if you get both nights. It's thirty-five. Um, okay. So I mean, that's uh, we're gonna have multiple stages. We got the main stage. Uh, we have a spoken word um, stage in the gym uh, on Friday night. On Saturday night, there'll be a break dancing uh, competition in there. There's uh, there's gonna be a third stage. We're gonna do something this year. Uh, maybe I'll leak it out here. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, because this is this is Ruth Slime. So I I'll need the you, exclusive, Pastor so, Tommy. So Don't play knows with me. About this yet. Here it goes, man. We're going to do this thing this year called the Battle of the Elements for the very first time. So we've done a we've done a beat battle before many, many years. And and uh, this year we're going to do the Battle of the Elements. So we're okay. going to have a beat battle. We're going to have a freestyle competition. We're going to break dance. We're going to have beatboxing. We're gonna have graffiti. We're gonna have all these different elements, um, and we're working on the details of that. So there's gonna be a third stage where the preliminaries are gonna happen with that, and then on the main stage each night will be the final round of each one of those elements that you're gonna see. So that's gonna be that's gonna be super dope. Um, so we're we're excited about that. So that's the concert. Wow. But we really encourage you if you're a leader, if you're an artist. If you're a church leader, if you're an entrepreneur, we encourage you to come to the whole conference. So if you yep. come to the whole conference, that includes the whole package where you'll be able to come um, during the day and go to all the workshops, go to the general sessions. Yep. We feed you lunch both days, and the lunch is always good. You get an official Flavor Fest T-shirt included in your goodie bag, along with several other goodies as well. Uh, and your concert tickets are included, so you get a pass you get to come right in while everybody else waits in line. So you get the express mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. to come right in. So the early bird price for the entire weekend to get the full package of everything is only $99. And come on, yes, man. So only $99. If you go to other conferences, church conferences, you know, a lot of times they're a couple hundred dollars and like it doesn't include lunch. It doesn't include a t-shirt. You don't mm-hmm. get a bag of resources. You don't, you know, so we try to, again, we try to keep it super affordable. So price is not in the way. Uh, we have some great hotel partners that we have. So we get a good deal on hotels uh, that are right down the block from the church. And um, there's tons of restaurants and stuff that are right around there as well. But we do feed you, um, yeah. you know, lunch both days. And Love Our City Coffee Shop is going to be there for you to get some, Come on. you know, some good coffee and hang out so hey some of the speakers really quick that we have confirmed of course yeah uh our staff is going to be sharing um all the amazing stuff that we've been doing during the pandemic our church has thrived uh we've grown we're coming out of this way stronger because we've innovated in so many ways i mean it this is the best season our church has ever had during the pandemic i wow. mean just this with so many things uh which has been amazing um, so our, our team's going to be sharing, uh, pastor Scott free from crossover ATL is going to be shout out to Scott free. Scott free is also yes. a connector behind the scenes, man. I love that brother. Oh, he is man. 
that, and that's why, you know, like when we linked up and why he's the first uh, crossover campus um, outside of the, the original one here in Tampa. And we're going to be mm-hmm. planting more churches mm-hmm. down the road as well. Um, so uh, Pastor Jerome Verling, another guy that we helped plant his church up in Lansing, Michigan. Dope church up there. They're, they're running about 500 people and they're five wow. years old, multi-ethnic, multi-generational, right in the city, doing mm-hmm. some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, we just confirmed uh, Pastor Eric Mason is going to be speaking as well, doing a general session, doing Shout a, out to Pastor a workshop e. track on urban apologetics. And uh, so it's there, there's some great stuff. So you can go on the website and look. It's yeah, guys, I got the I got it pinned up. The website and the date is pinned up. You can cop your tickets. Listen, if you are a Patreon of mine and you're near Florida and you're in a financial hardship, join my Zoom call tonight, and I'm going to cop two tickets tonight for anybody that is in Florida, because I'm not going to get you a ticket if you're like, pipe dream, you live in freaking Alaska, and you want to go, no, 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 if you're in Florida, and you're in a financial hardship, I'm giving away two tickets tonight that I'm going to cop right from the website, $99, you're not going to find this type of deal anywhere, and you get, to, and, and not to mention, you guys got Vocab Malone, uh, oh, yeah. also speaking, Pastor Michael uh, Carrion, I've, I've seen that name before he's i don't from, know who uh, that he's is. from the bronx new york yeah. okay michael carrion yeah, yeah and then and then again the lineup the the concert line and i'm do me and nick are doing a workshop some of you guys don't know this on um doing uh, in terms of uh how, how to make content from youtube and tiktok so we're gonna hit it from two different sides we're gonna do a workshop together so the concert confirmed thus far dayton stephen malcolm kb kj52 brian trejo and nick d that is the official concert lineup now i want to see I, I told you this privately told you this privately and but it's the name is floating around the chat right now okay um uh uh, uh indie tribe Indie Tribe. What's it going to take to get Indie Tribe to Flavor Fest? Man, we, well, let's talk, man. The let's pre-orders talk. would have to go crazy, right? Let's just this be they should be transparent. Yeah. They'd have to go crazy with the pre-orders yeah. to pull something like I that off. I can tell you, you know, we we're just not sure coming out of the pandemic what the attendance is going to be like. We think the concerts are going to be packed, but the conference, you know, people that are going to travel from other cities, we're just not sure. Um, yeah. A lot of people want to. And they're dying to get out the house, but just some people have been hit economically, you know, and might not be able to afford it. So we're just kind of waiting to see what the what the amount of registrations are. So we, you know, see what our budget is and how many other people we could we could really add. So we're being conservative and careful as we are every year. And um, and here's the other thing, man. I want to tell you, Ruslan. There's going to be. I heard this. There's going to be a special uh, lunch gathering. Uh, with Ruslan's Patreons, a private lunch gathering for all Ruslan's, and, and that's going to be in a private room. Yeah. So you'll be able to hang out with Ruslan and meet up with him and have a private lunch, and we're going to set you up with a room for that, bro. Oh, that would be so amazing. Hopefully, I can set up a room to do some interviews too. Do do some interviews too. Um, qu- question for you, uh, uh, just so you guys know, like, I'm, I'm. I like I'm not getting paid for doing this. Like none of the artists get paid for Flavor Fest. Like we are there. We get our travel covered, uh, but because I'm trying to make some stuff happen, like this is probably going to cost me something to be here financially. So I just want that to be clear. Like this is really the one of the dopest festivals that I that I that I've been to. The opportunity to build relationships and connect with people is incredible. So that ninety nine dollars is like they're just trying to break even like to like if we're yeah. just going to be fr- like just to be transparent so just know yeah. that like we, we this have, isn't some buy, like 
we have to buy like 40 plane tickets yeah. and we, we, we do like a couple hundred hotel nights and food and uh, there's so many other expenses that go into yeah. the weekend and we don't make any money off of it. Yeah. I mean, so, so past, I see Mike Mack, I see yeah. Mike Mack talking about shoot me that indie tribe offer. The offer is there's no offer yet, Mike Mack. And then the, the second offer is maybe plane tickets in a shared hotel room. Maybe if we can get enough pre-order. So, and I have no financial <laughs> investment in this, by the way, guys, there's no affiliate code. Yeah. Like I'm going to spend money to make sure certain, certain things happen and certain people are there that need to be there so i just want folks to know um that that so don't you know yeah. what i mean like, and that, that's why the, that's why we keep the event like really affordable if you compare it to a lot of other events and whatnot and, and the reason is we want to want to get as many people there as possible and uh but yet at the same time we, we don't want the artists to come out of their pocket Ruslan, we're going to take care of everything for you we're going to feed you and stuff like that um but everybody comes there for like really they come there for the love and the fellowship and a lot of artists that we have relationships with and uh, if you look at the past years, I mean, there's hundreds of artists that have performed at Flavor Fest over the years, uh, several of them multiple times. But they come, the bigger artists, they, they come for the love. I mean, there's been many artists that are like, look, you don't even have to take care of my plane tickets. I mean, there's been times Reach Records has called us and say, hey, we're just going to fly everybody down. It's cool. We're like, yeah. for real? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so a couple people are asking, is there going to be a live stream for this? There will be a live stream and there will be a cost on that. We haven't set all that up yet, exactly what that's going to be. Um, that'll probably open up in July once okay. we get that locked in. But, yeah, there'll be an opportunity. You'll be able to stream it for, for a cost. It, it won't be anything astronomical or high, but those that just can't get to Florida, we want to give you an opportunity to you know, partake in the weekend as well. We'll have a streaming package for the whole event and then one for just the concerts. Got it. Dope. Yeah, that's good to know. And then, um, and then you're still we're still trying to confirm people. Um, I put the name Indie Tribe out there a couple of days ago. Uh, Bizzle is still technically not confirmed, but you're working on Bizzle. Uh, Gavi in the air. I know you mentioned Gavi not confirmed yet. Oh my bad. Shoot, I'm just yeah, blowing. I right. yeah, this part out. We don't want to give it all away. <laughs> we gave you a lot of exclusive stuff already. You gave me a lot of exclusive <laughs> stuff. You did. You gave me Bizzle, who's not on the website. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get more more exclusive stuff. Uh, it, it, yeah. Okay. Great. So this is this is gonna be dope, man. I can't wait. Um, I'm re like I'm really excited about this. This I haven't gone since I think 20. 15 or 2016 i've gone to two i think or maybe yeah. three i don't and, remember and we haven't done it since 2018 because we we took 19 off we we're doing it every other year and uh then you know we were back on in 2020 and then we didn't have it we had to do a small little virtual thing but you know so we're we're excited it's been three years and we're going to be back now to every year uh Dope. in 2022 we're going to have it in atlanta at crossovers wow. campus in atlanta and then it'll wow. be back at in Tampa in 23, and then in 24 it'll go to, you know, the crossover campus that we do in California or New York or whatever's yeah. next, whatever guy yeah. has. So yeah. yeah, and the dope part is like you guys, you, you you're coming for something. Many of you guys are just gonna want to come for the show. Like that's cool. I recommend you come for the workshops. I recommend you yeah. come for the for the opportunity to get hands on training for ministry to see what pastor Tommy and crossover has been able to do there's it's, this is obviously scalable. You guys got campuses in Atlanta now, right? So this is something that I think across the board, I, if you can afford it, 
like get the ticket now, carve out the time, and get to Tampa, Florida. I will be there. We again, like like he said, we're gonna do some special stuff for for my community here. Uh, me and Nick will be speaking. It's gonna be super dope, man. So I'm like very, very, very excited. Like I'm very, 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 very excited. This is this is gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be big. Um, I think people need this. I think I think Christian hip hop needs this desperately because uh, it's been it's been tough for a lot of dudes out here. Um, and, uh, and and in between now and then, you, my friend, are going on a sabbatical, a much deserved sabbatical. So shout out to you. Yes, it starts officially uh, when I get off this call. Practically, yes. I got a coaching session I do tonight with some pastors um, online. There's a bunch of pastors that I coach every month. Got a network called the Innovative Pastors Network. And uh, tonight is I'm doing that. And then after that, I'm unplugging everything and. I think I'm going to do a video tomorrow morning for social media to be like, I'll see y'all in July. I'm out. Dope, man. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, that. man. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're going to be uh, taking some time off. I mean, again, faithfully serving 25 years. You've taken little trips here and there, but by and large, you, you, you've only had one other sabbatical. Is that right? One, yeah, one other sabbatical when I hit 20 years. And our uh, executive pastor back then, which we never had one until then, <laughs> And he was like, so uh, when was your last sabbatical? I'm like, uh, I never took one. I'm like, you never taken a sabbatical? You've been there 20 years <laughs> taking a sabbatical. I'm like, just give me two weeks. I'm straight. And he was like, no, you need to go away for a month. You need to go away for two months. And I was fighting it because I do refuel pretty quick normally. But um, I was like, what am I going to do after two weeks? I'll be so bored. I'll be itching to come back. But I had a plan. And I did some trips and some books I was reading and just like I made a schedule as I disconnected from everything. And it was just really good, man. And mm. so uh, so the church, again, the leadership said, when you get to 25 years, we're going to give you another sabbatical. And, I, you know, this time I was a little more open to it. I'm like, OK, that was cool last time. But now after the pandemic, bro, mm. um, being mm. in ministry this past year has just been exhausting. And uh, I'm OK, but I- I'm tired. And yeah. so now I'm like, I'm like, bring it. I'm ready for this break just to chill, spend some time with my family. We're going to go on some different, couple different trips and just be at home some of the time too, do yeah. some reading yeah. and just totally disconnect. So, so I need it. If you're, if you're a leader out there, I mean, find some time that you can take off this summer because it's been hard this past 15, 16 months. It's been exhausting mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And if you're going to make it in this next season as everything's kind of ramping back up and reopening, you got to get refueled. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, guys, if you have any questions for pastor Tommy, now would be the time to drop them. Um, question my, my, my main question for you is there's going to be some people that watch this that are, that are instantly going to be like you can't use hip hop for contextualizing the gospel how dare you you can't use technology what 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 just simple clean answers can you give people i mean again, for, i think your life is enough honestly like i think you've been faithful to serving for 25 years clearly jesus said you will know them by their fruits wisdom will be proven right by her children so i think there's that side lives are being transformed people are coming to faith like curses are being lifted generationally like in a real real way but but what would what would your what would your pushback be? Not pushback, just like what would your response to be to somebody that's so religious in their thinking that when they hear us talking about a Christian hip hop festival, they're just instantly like, "No, that's not of God." Yeah, I just I, first of all, I, I would that would be my first answer is, man, look at the fruit, look at the fruit, and then second of all, don't judge before you really would check it out. 
because it is it's it's all gospel centered. It's about Jesus. And, you know, each generation is going to have a different style uh, of music or communication, um, technology. Everything always changes. And so I believe the way that we present the gospel and communicate that to people, that's always going to have to be changing in some ways. The gospel doesn't change, but the way that we uh, communicate to people, um, that definitely has to, we have to be wise. You know, we have to know the times, like the men of Issachar in the scripture, right? And so if you look at a crossover church experience, like we don't call ourselves a hip hop church. People still call us that sometimes. We always say, no, we're a church. Uh, Yes, we do hip hop, but we do R&B. We do gospel. We do EDM. We do reggae. We had a reggae concert the other night. Uh, You know, so a style of music or cultural style, whatever, it doesn't define us. We're we're Christians. We're Christ-centered. Um, but we're going to worship in, in a, an eclectic variety of rhythmic ways because we're mm. in the urban yeah. context. And not saying every church has to do it like us, but, you know, when you walk in, there's a DJ on the platform on Sunday morning spinning as you walk in, mm. you know, and mm. on the screens we got different announcements and sometimes it's a video depending on what it is. And it's just the service is engaging. We might have someone rap during worship or do a spoken word or there's a dance, you know, um, section one of the songs fast dancing or sometimes it's interpretive or we use all kinds of different arts um, to to leverage you know to grab people's attention and communicate the gospel and um, but yeah I mean we preach the gospel people are coming to Jesus we have classes discipleship stuff we have all that um, but the way that you know it's very multi-ethnic people that are dressed casual it might not look like your typical church but let me tell you something like like church is happening and yeah. Jesus's name is being lifted. So I would just say, and you're, yeah, and you're the original <laughs> preacher and sneaker. You're the original preacher and sneakers. Yeah, man. I've been wearing, <laughs> I, I don't even own any suits. I've been wearing like Jordans and Air Maxes and just really out of comfort. We have three mm-hmm. services. I'm preaching three times and then I go out. I'm a, I'm a pastor that's in the lobby after service and I require my staff to be out there. And so it's a concrete floor and so I'm literally like standing for like six hours straight. And if I'm in shoes, man, man, my feet will be hurting. Right. So, but yeah, so I do it for comfort and man, I'm, I'm a little bit of a sneakerhead. What do you, what do you make of like the, the, the preachers and sneakers and, and like kind of going at, not calling it, but kind of calling out some of the luxury we see embraced by yeah. pastors. You're on the other side where you know how demanding that is. And you also like, you also get hooked up with stuff behind the scenes. Most most pastors have yeah. relationships, right? Yeah, like, I, what do you what do you I, make make of all that? I just had been on the channel, by the way, from Preachers and Sneakers, and it was a pretty cool conversation. But like, how do you yeah, yeah, I, process I all that. that? I saw that. I, I think there's there's a balance to it, you know. Like, yeah, I, I wear some J's and stuff like that, um, and people do give me shoes regularly. Like, I, I kind of look in my closet. I don't have a ton of sneakers. I got like maybe I think twelve pairs, right? But um, and I rotate them. Keep them clean. I'm big on keeping them clean, right? Keep them clean. But um, I, I, more than half of my sneakers were given to me. But for me personally, like, you know, I don't, I, I, I might, if some of the sneakers I buy, I might spend a few hundred dollars or $150, $200 on a pair of J's that, that I like every couple of years. And usually that's with gift cards that I get for Christmas or my birthday or something from family or friends. Um, but I know that there's sneakers out there. Sneaker culture in the past, past few years has changed. So where there's sneakers now that can cost thousands of dollars. And, and yeah, that, that can get a little tricky. Like, I don't wear any sneakers that cost thousands of dollars. Now, I think the most expensive pair I probably had is somebody for my birthday a few years ago bought me the Lucky Charms. 
and the Lucky Charms. There's some Kyrie Irvings, and they were like they're only $120, but the resale value on them, you know, they always show the resale. The resale was like $500, $600, you know, so people were checking me out with these Lucky Charms, and they're real bright, and they're mm. a bright color. They're like bright red, reddish pink almost, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, you got the Lucky Charms. You know, you must be balling. Like, you know, somebody gave these to me for my birthday. Yeah. They were $120, bucks. you yeah. know. So yeah. there's that side of it as well. But then as it comes from brands, I'm usually wearing clothes that are the Christian brands. I, I want to I wanna support wear your own. Right. Like, why yeah, would man. I wear Gucci or Louis if I can wear my that, brand or the yeah, homies brand? Wear, this is my brand right here. Eternal. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I wear, you know, stuff that we have in our in our store in the lobby. I'm wearing that on stage. People are like, where'd you get that? Oh, we got it right over there. Go get that that native supply. Go get that. God is dope. Go get that. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all the yeah. different things we have. So. Yeah, keep 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 the Christian dollar in the Christian community. Uh, someone's yeah. asking. There's a couple of pastors here. Some of them are asking about how to how to join uh, the network you have that meets monthly. Is that open? Is that invite only? How do, how do they become it part is. of that? So uh, I've done coaching for over ten years, and normally I do like a six month um, like a course that would kind of go through a, a curriculum. We'd be kind of walking through a syllabus of different systems uh, to have a healthy, balanced church, uh, but. Um, during the pandemic, you know, we've been doing so many new things that I just started a coaching network that was just open. See, the other ones I would do would be maybe like 10 people in it, and then it was closed, and it was only six months, and then people would all that always ask me, can I get in it? I'm like, well, we just, you know, it's closed, or, you know, we already did three months, or I'm not doing another one for, you know, till next year. So, but I always was getting those requests. So now this one is called the Innovative Pastors Network, and every single month, uh, I'm just introducing new stuff that we're currently doing right now in real time that's working. Uh, and I have some guests on there. Like tonight, I'm going to have a guest that uh, has been in ministry 40 years, and he's going to talk about sabbatical uh, in particular. He's done like lots of sabbaticals that it's helped him to stay in ministry this long. So, so yeah, it is open. Um, and you can go to translationleadership.com, and translation is with a Z translationleadership.com. Yeah, I got to spell it the hip-hop way. I spell it the hip-hop way, bro. So, uh, yeah, so on that website, if you scroll down, you'll see the Innovative Pastors Network, and you actually get a box. I'm going to show you the box because it's actually under my computer right now. I got to lift it up. But we created this thing. It's called the Innovation Box. Oh, that's cool. uh, Yeah, so my boy Spec designed this. This is just real dope design. And so in this, you get a whole bunch of books, um, that I've written and some different resources that we've created that we use at the church uh, and with the Innovative Pastors Network, uh, you do get a free Flavor Fest uh, conference pass. So you get a $99 conference. So you can come to Flavor Fest if you join the network. I forgot about come that. Come on. Come on. Did we lose you? Did we lose Pastor Tommy? Oh, there you go. You're back. You froze for a second. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Grandma Joe asked, how would she be able to sponsor or donate for someone to go to the event? How could she sponsor and donate for someone to go to the event? Oh, man, and, that's amazing. Thank you. And how to get the notification for when the pay-per-view uh, live stream is available. Okay. So if you go to flavorfest.org and you can sign up for the email list, a little box pops up on the screen. Yeah, um, and that's and pinned up our, here. Yeah, you'll be on our email list, and we'll let you know when that's going to pop up. Uh, if you want to donate, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you somebody's email address, and she's the director of Flavor Fest, and she can kind of coordinate that with you as I'm getting ready to be on my sabbatical. So um, her name is Lily, 
And you've been talking to her, Ruslan. Yep. So her email yep. is lily at crossoverchurch.org. Lily, L-I-L-Y, at crossoverchurch.org. So if you can pop that in the chat. And uh, if you got any Flavor Fest questions, you, you can just hit her up. Um, and okay, I'll just drop that in the chat. chat. Yep. Lily awesome. at crossoverchurch.org. Perfect. Um, great, man. Pastor Tommy, this has been awesome. Uh, uh, website for the Innov- Innovative Pastors Network. Again, it's transfer, uh, what is it? Translationleadership.com. So Trans- uh, put the Z, translationleadership.com. Um, and if you had trouble with that, um, it's a link on my social media. Like if you follow Trans- me on IG, I'm, yep. I'm UrbanD813 on Instagram. It's in my, it's in my link tree. Innovative Pastors Network. Very cool. Any final words before we get out of here? Before I, before you go on your sabbatical, man. Thank you so much. This is like this has been a highlight for me to like go off to my sabbatical right now, man. It was great connecting with you, man. I just want to say I'm proud of you, bro, because I've been watching you over the years, and you know we had multiple conversations, and we have we haven't talked that much until just recently uh, for a little minute there. But man, just I've been watching your channel grow and all the different things you've been doing as an entrepreneur and as a creative. And man, it's it's dope to see people in their sweet spot. And I see you in your sweet spot right now, man. And I'm proud of you. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I've been watching a lot of videos, and you know, you're tackling a lot of controversial topics sometimes <laughs> that I wouldn't want to touch, like as a pastor. But you could do it, bro. That's what I've told people. I'm like, yo, he could do that. But your responses and your balance of how you've been talking about some different subjects of culture and stuff happening yeah. in the church and. Man, it's been it's been really good, man. So I'm proud of you, bro, and uh, I'm happy you're coming to Flavor Fest, man, to share how you've been building this. Because um, yeah. a lot of people, man, they're still stuck in an era where they're, they they're they're thinking like just giving demos out or something, you know? Like that <laughs> era is over. You got to learn like to create a platform and do stuff, you know, through social media, and affiliates, wow. and YouTube, yep. and Patreon, yep. all that stuff. <laughs> That's so good. Well, Pastor Tommy, thank you so much, man. I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for you. I cannot wait to get uh, to, 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 to be in person and, and, and experience everything in October. Um, guys, that's all pinned up. All the information's pinned up. Get your tickets early. If you're in the Patreon and you're in Florida, I'll be giving away two. I'll be buying two tickets today. Um, and I'm, I'm very uh, I'm very excited. So thank you so much for doing this. Guys, make sure you're following Pastor Tommy. It's UrbanD813 on all platforms. UrbanD813 on all platforms. And, uh, and, and maybe we'll have you back on kind of closer to the date to kind of hype it up some more once the lineup is full, uh, fully yep. announced. And, uh, but the best thing you guys could do is if you guys want to see this lineup expand, like, like straight up go buy some tickets now so that they have that cash flow coming in and they know that they, this is going to be, you know, preferably the biggest one. This, this, this has the potential of being the biggest one. The ones I went to were all like north of 500 concerts. What, what's the goal here? Let's just, let's just, let's just speak out the goal. What are we hoping to have? How many, how many tickets do we want to sell for the conference? Cause I don't want them just coming yeah. for the concerts. I want y'all coming yeah. for the conference. What do we, yeah, what's the, the goal? What are we praying for? The conference generally has anywhere from 300, uh, minimum to we've had almost 500 has been our okay. highest. So, man, okay. if we had 500 people come to the conference, that would be phenomenal. We have plenty of room. We have a big facility. Yep. And then the concerts, uh, our record is is over 1,000. So, yep. I mean, I mean, we could have 2,000 at the concert. I mean, we have yep. a big building with a lot yeah. of space. So, if we had over 1,000 at the concert uh, coming out of, you know, the pandemic, that would be amazing. And I, and I think it's very possible. People, people are ready. 
We think they're yeah. coming to the con concerts. The, con the conference, we're still, that's what yeah. we're being a little conservative with. But we think they're going to come out the woodwork for the concerts. It's going to be crazy. Okay, well, that's the goal. That's what we're praying yeah. for. Uh, we're praying for f at least 500 tickets sold to the conference. The concerts are going to promote themselves. People like concerts. But I want I want you guys to get equipped and, and, and get poured into it. These, these yeah. workshops are going to be super dope. So, Pastor Tommy, thank you so much. This has been incredible. Um, I, I really appreciate you. Thank you for 25 years of service, man. This, um, you, you know, want you to have your flowers now. Have the flowers now because you've been killing it for thank a long you, time. Appreciate you, brother. Peace. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Kingstream Entertainment. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. Also, you can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here or check out more of my story. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, or just generally looking to get into the YouTube space. But maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche, and how to create predictable success. I have a free training. Find your YouTube niche training in the description of this video. Check it out. I promise you, you will find it valuable. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you and I will see you on the next video. Joshua the king came down and bore it all. Yeah. Conversations front of the fireplace. All of my mistakes out of wire race. Want to operate at a higher pace. Birth pains causing the body to dilate on a first name basis with the worst plane facing moment. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you. Probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show and I'm going to keep it that way. But. What you can do to keep it sponsor-free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.